this human experience podcast every Tuesday from 4 to 6. And uh, I'm the host, Eric Way Lupus. Going a little long here. And uh, we were talking about the experience itself. The, the ultimate goal is for us, uh, you know, this, this podcast is not going to just be rambling about my life. It's going to, you know, it's going to have a structure. We're going to talk about you know, the whole experience of life. Music, art, film, comedy, TV. Your life, eventually, you know, people call in. You want to call in right now? It's 415-550-0511. Let's talk about anything you want. But, uh, today, uh, you know, it, it, it was a clusterfuck. That's my fault. I got here, the doors were locked, and then I realized, oh, you know, I need a code. Yeah, I, she, Pam did give me the code, and I just, uh, I either wrote it down in my phone, which broke, or a notebook somewhere, and I just figured, oh, well, my, my show's on four o'clock, so somebody will be here, right? No, nobody was here. <laughs> and my phone was busted, so I didn't have Pam's number in my phone. But, you know, it is what it is. It's all a learning experience. It's all a learning experience. But, uh... Yeah. Tonight, I will be at the Pioneer in Woodside, California. Hosted by Paul Brumbar and William Frank Gilbert do a, uh, a showcase there uh, every Tuesday evening from 8 to 10, 8.30 to 10, I believe. And then afterwards, uh, we're going to go visit um, uh, Mitch Campbell runs the underground. So uh, I think that starts at uh, 10 o'clock. Goes from 10 to midnight. Open mic down there. So, uh, that's where we'll be at. Before the break, I did the random religious read. Do that once a show. I'm going to randomly read from religious texts and apply it to our everyday life. And uh, we talked about um, the little police interaction I had earlier today. We talked about uh, the experience a little bit and what it means. We talked about my father who fought in World War II. I'm going to learn all about that and his travels during the war. Talked about uh, you know MK a little bit. You know, if she hates my guts, I wish she would just call or email. I hate your guts, and then I will move on completely. If I know it genuinely comes from her, you won't ever hear a peep out of me again. But the way this happened, I, I won't accept it. She kind of knows it too. But that's all it would take. A phone call, a text, an email, a direct message from her to me saying, move on, I hate your guts. Or, move on, I don't hate your guts, but move on. That's all. That's all it would take. You know? I don't search her out. I don't call and find out where she is and 
you know the most I do is go on Facebook and take a peek every now and then and there's no information there's a little information she gives me a little information but she's absolutely the love of my life and my soulmate I just don't know when I don't know how much time you know I would I would accept that too a text an email this human experience at gmail.com or this human X, just the letter X, this human X at gmail.com. You know, give me a year, give me five years. You won't hear a peep from me. Never, Eric, never. It will never happen. If I know it comes from her, you will never hear another peep. But we know that there's unfinished, there's unfinished, there's some distance between us, there's unfinished business. We're, we're just meant to be together, we're meant to be together. The times she was by my side were the best times in my life. They were the most hopeful. They were the most genuine, they were the most romantic, they were the most sexy, they were the most hopeful times in my life, the times I had MK by my side, even when she was in Korea and we FaceTimed every day, almost all day. Those times were the most hopeful times in my life. I love her more than anything on this earth. And there are only three other people I could say that about. That's my three kids. It's a genuine, real love. What do I do? What do I do? I mean, like I said, if I got a text or an email or a direct message from her saying I'm not your soulmate move on I hate your guts I love you but I'm still not your soulmate or I'm indifferent but I'm not your soulmate move on I would move on not another peep and I know she hears me and I hear her and I feel her and this is my human experience. So nobody's going to tell me how to run my human experience. And this is this human experience. This podcast will be every Tuesday live from Mutiny Radio Studios from 4 to 6 p.m. I'm going to do a little more training before next week's show. Paul uh, is going to train me a little bit more. Uh, I'll offer, uh, I, will, I will do any kind of training Pam offers me. I need more training, you know. Just uh, messed up today's show from the get-go, thinking that the studio would be open. And then I got unlucky. It was it was locked, and I had to get the codes. My radio, uh, my phone was broken. I don't have any of the contacts. So, uh, yeah, today is is uh, is one of those ones in the lost column. But um, we'll fix it. We'll get it right. Bounce right back, as they say. 
But yeah, you know, it's my experience. I talk about what I want to talk about. So it's up to you whether you listen. It's up to you whether you join me in my experience. You know, I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I'm worthy of joining. My life is better with you. It's a better place when I know you. Most of you. But one person in particular. I'm a better person because of you. I hope I make you a better person. You know? I'm not out to hurt anybody. I just want to enjoy the rest of my life with my kids and a soulmate and to make an impact to do something good make a film have a radio show that influences other people's lives in a positive way when I come off the stage at the end of the night make someone a little happier I've already done it the best feeling in the world is when I come off a stage and they gotta find their way to me I see them I smell them. Move out of the way here. Move out of the way there. And they get to me and they go, that was awesome. You know, I really enjoyed that. I love when that happens. That's what I go on stage for. The laughs when I'm on stage is great. And I'm only two years in and they're few and far between. But those are really great. But when I get off a stage and they find their way to me, to tell me that they enjoyed it. That's why I do it. And it happens almost every showcase I do. Showcase. In New York, I did Gotham Comedy Club. My soulmate videotaped it. MK was right next to me. We went outside on the sidewalk. And three young people came up to us and said, that was great. You did a great job. And I looked to the right of me, and MK was there. And I looked to the left, and there was three young people. A guy and two girls. And I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's why I do it. And we kept going, and we went and had food. And I was in such deep thought after that show. I mean, I just did Gotham in New York City. It was a new talent show. It was only a few minutes. But I just got off a stage at Gotham in New York City. And people weave their way in and out of other people to come up to me and the most beautiful girl in the world, my soulmate, MK, to say, man, that was amazing. That was good. We liked it. You, it doesn't get much better than that, folks. It doesn't get much better than that. That's why I do it. You know? Dude, that's all I'm trying to do. 
you know, that's all I'm trying to do in life. You know, I want to make my children proud of me. I want to spend the rest of this life with somebody I'm crazy about. And I want to make a small impact on this world in a positive way. Each thing I do, whether it's go on stage, make a film, make a podcast. At the end of that podcast, I want somebody to be in a positive mood. I want somebody to be a little happier after they interact with me, after they cross with me. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to create it. Last week we had a thing at Brainwash on Friday. Faco wanted to do a set, so I said, okay, let's do it. I'm, you know, I'm allowed there. I could you know, hang out there. I'm not going to try to sign up or anything like that. I'm not going to cause any problems. I specifically stayed away. Pam has told me I could go do a set when she is running the room on Tuesday nights. But I didn't because I didn't want to cause a problem for her or for Anthony or for the place. I specifically stayed away. Okay? She told me anytime I want, I come do a set. I wanted to, but I specifically stayed away. This Friday, I said, you know what? I could go. I'll have a coffee. I'll stay outside. It'll be fine. Faco and I went. Everything was fine. Faco bought me a coffee. I was feeling good. We were interacting with comics outside. Terry Dorsey was there. We said hi. I went inside to use the bathroom. I saw Anthony sitting on the counter. I said hello. He said hello back. I looked over and said, Anthony, can I have the code to the bathroom? He gave it to me. I used the bathroom. Realized that they painted the bathroom. It used to look really cool inside, but now it doesn't. They painted it. So there's your proof that I used the bathroom. Okay. Went back outside. It was a very cordial and non-confrontational interaction between Anthony Medina and I. Spent another 20 to 25 minutes outside, laughing, joking, talking with Faco, Terry, all the other comedians that were there, Hunter. And then... um. Brady Holt showed up with his dinner of liver. I don't know what that, that was all about. Said hi to Brady. And then Anthony came out with the list. And I stayed back. I didn't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sign up on the list. I stayed back. But I, I just I had to videotape uh, Brady's liver. So I got up with the phone and I put Facebook Live on and I videotaped the liver. And then I turned the camera towards the list. And then Anthony called me out. And I just realized today... Oh, it was because I went on online. He had to say something because the camera came out. Who did he do it for? So wait, Anthony may not have a problem with me because he didn't have a problem with me until that record button came on. Then Anthony Medina had a problem with me. I just realized that today. I go, oh. It's because I went on Facebook Live and I was recording Faco and them. That's when he said, what are you doing here? Like it was the first time he saw me. So it was for somebody else. He was concerned somebody else was going to see that and be like, why is Anthony okay with Eric there? So who is it? Maybe the whole community? Maybe one specific person or two? I don't know. But that's when he said something. And I just realized it today, like a dummy. Oh, because I'm going, what the hell? I'm like, he saw it. I was there for an hour. 
you know, we interacted very cordially, like, hey, like, you know, like he knew I wasn't there causing a problem. So I just, you know, that's when my, my switch snapped because it's like you knew I was there for 45 plus minutes and then you're going to call me out. And then I realized, I'm like, why did he do it? Why did he call me out? Then, why inside? Why wouldn't he be like, hey, Eric, you know, you're really not supposed to be here. I would have left. I wouldn't have caused the problem. But he didn't. He waited until the camera came on. I don't know who it was for. You know? I don't know who it was for. Maybe all of you. Maybe he said, oh, shit. He's going Facebook Live. I can't, make, I can't let it look like I'm having him here. And that's when he said something. So it is what it is. I'll never be back there ever. You know, this is what it is. I wasn't there to call it the problem. But my switch went off, man, when he was like, I was like, what? I know I was here for almost an hour, man. Like, come on. So anyway, that's that. Uh, so what I'm saying is I'm not here to cause problems. But I'm not going to sit back and, you know, and just be the mark, man. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let anyone do it to me. I'm not going to let anyone do it to the people I love. You know, the Korean community is very small. They all know what's going on. I'm not, not going to let my MK, you know, be, uh, be judged by this Korean community like some punk she's been dead you know no i'm not a punk i'm not a mark you know she fell in love with a man she fell in love with a protector a provider they will all know that and they they know i love them they know my heart is genuine towards south korea and the people that i know and the people that i want to know for the rest of my life you know when i say i love korea i love korea that that's not an automatic in <laughs> you know i was taught to judge and you know every interaction i have in my life is unique and that's what i go off of i don't go off of where you're from the color of your skin your sexual preference none of that matters to me the only thing that matters to me is who you are as a person do we know each other on that level? Right? That's when I say, okay, you know, it's part of my universe or you're not part of my universe. I don't exclude based on what other people say, based on your skin color, based on your gender, based on your race, based on your association politically. None of that matters to me. What matters to me is our experience. What happens when we cross? That's what matters to me. And I'm not perfect. I'm human too, you know? Uh, that's how you should judge me. You should judge me based on that, our interactions. But it doesn't matter to me, man. I, honestly, like, I don't care if you're gay. If you used to be a woman, now you're a man, but you were a woman before being a man, then a woman. It doesn't matter to me. It matters to me what's in your heart and your soul. It matters to me who you are, who you want to be. 
doesn't matter to me if you just spent 30 years in prison for killing somebody. Who are you now? Who are you today? Who is in my universe now? That's what matters. You know? I, that's how I believe it should be. My interaction with the love of my life. It doesn't matter to me what you said about me. What you did. How you felt at that moment. Because I know what you feel in your heart. I know where we're going. So none of it matters. None of it will never be asked about. It will never be talked about. Unless you bring it up. It's 6.20 on a Tuesday afternoon. My name is Eric Way Lupus. This is This Human Experience Podcast. Going a little bit long today because the show after me is on vacation. And I started off a bit rough today with the technical difficulties getting in the studio, getting set up. But we're all good now. As This Human Experience Podcast, we're going to be live every Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 6 o'clock. This is a little special today that we're going long. If you want to call, the number here is 415-550-0511. If you want to email me, it's thishumanx at gmail.com. If you want to call me personally, it is 650-315-8691. Area code 650-315-8691. If you are in my contact list, I lost all my contacts, I'm sorry. The phone went flying off my Jaguar a couple of days ago. I did retrieve the phone, but uh, I have a, uh, a phone place right now, Compound um, Computer Services, working on it. It's in the mission. It's on mission. And uh, it's Compound. They are, they're working on my phone right now to retrieve the data I need. Uh, so, you know, this, this introduction to this human experience, I believe uh, episode one went well. Uh, it's because Pam was here. She helped me set up. We had a great show. Uh, the show was just me, but, you know, she had helped me set everything up. So th this time I had a little bump in the road, you know. And uh, now I think we're okay. But uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this every week, you know. I I think eventually I'll have a partner, and I, and I hope it's MK. I hope she says yes, and when she gets here, you know, she's the next uh, seat, and uh, and we have a great time every Tuesday. You know, she lives in South Korea, and uh, yeah, when she gets back here, I think we'll have a great time. I really want to hug you again. And I know you want to hug me. I want to kiss your neck. You know that's my spot. Oh, my tattoo. I got a new tattoo this week, folks. I got a tattoo on my chest. It's my soulmate tattoo. Basically what it is is a heartbeat monitor. You know the little... Before it goes, you know, the little, that one, before my heart does that, 
I have uh, marked my chest with a heartbeat monitor and a heart for all those my heart beat for. And it's going to be four names on my chest. And I'm going to try to do this. I don't know if I could get the logistics worked out, but I'm going to have them actually write their names on my chest, and then I'm going to go to the tattoo shop and have the tattoo artist write over their handwriting like they wrote it. So that's my plan. So obviously, my three babies, they're going to write their names on my chest, and I'm going to have it tattooed over their handwriting. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, MK will write her name on there as well. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool tattoo, I think. I like it. It hurt, like, a little bit. Like, a little bit because it's very, like, you know, you were just hitting, like, bone and a little bit of muscle there, you know? A little bit of muscle there. And I've been working out, but not enough. Trying to get in shape. See the picture. I got a little bit. My chest is coming back a little bit. But I really, my, my doctors, I go back to the doctor next week. They put me on testosterone. You know, my age, I could be taking testosterone. And, uh, you know, I'm going to really get in shape. I'm going to get the stomach down. I'm going to try to get a six-pack there. I'm going to try to get some defined um, pectoral muscles. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this in my 40s. Um, so if the future affects the past, what I was saying before, I'm going to go back to the experience I had, talked a little bit about that earlier. So this experience came from Korea. It has, a, in part, a very strong Korean connection. And somehow it talks about a Korean king or a Korean prince. Now, when I talk about this king came to me, it's genuine. I woke up from a dream one morning. And you say, okay, what, now well, how does this work? This is what I used to always ask when somebody says, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus speaks to me, right? I, used to, I was a skeptic before my experience. Okay, what does that mean? Jesus actually talks to you? Yes, okay. And then they would never go too much further. And that's kind of where I am right now. I had this experience where this king came to me. My father came to me. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Okay? It comes to me. Speaks to me. But I can't go further than that. You know? I just really can't go further than that. It is a genuine relationship. It is a genuine separation, put it that way. When I speak and when it comes to me, it's a genuine separation. But where it comes from, I don't know. What voice it is, I don't know. It's almost like we can't understand it on this level. We're thinking voice, we're thinking talk, right? We're thinking here. Jesus talk to us or we're thinking here MK talk to me here Hannah talk to me here the king talk to me it's almost like we can't understand it because when it happens it's a clear if if you have had it if you've had any experience like this then you know what I'm talking about and you may not understand it either but I'm starting to understand it it's not a voice from this world so we wouldn't hear it like that. We hear it in a different frequency. But it's genuine. And we know it. And we get the information. 
it's just extraterrestrial. So we we wouldn't hear it. Like we we're thinking, all right, we're, yo, this is Jesus, Eric, and Jesus. Uh, you know, I was born in Bethlehem, and uh, this is what I want you to do today. I want you to go give ten percent of your money to that church over there. I want you to get on your knees, and later I'm gonna get you a girl for what you did. That's what Jesus. No, it's not like that. Sort of though. Kinda. But we're not hearing the voice. It's a little different. And my relationship is very unique. Well, I, you know, I believe it is anyway. Uh, so this experience with this king, um, it, the future affects the past. So let's say uh, something I know is going to be which is, uh, you know, I either spend the rest of my life with or remarry a Korean woman, okay? It's just something I know. I'm not going to try to make it. Just, okay. Now, let's say I have a child. Let's say it's a boy. And that boy grows up to be a sort of king or prince. Then he comes back. Right, paradox is there, right? I'm going to leave it at that. I think it went long enough. Nobody's calling in. I'm going to do another five minutes, you know? It's this human experience. I'm on Mutiny Radio Network. It's Eric Wayalupus. It's 6.30. Buenos tardes. I love you. I miss you. Bogosipta. Ina. This human. X at gmail.com. MK. This human x at gmail.com. You could email me. I don't have access to my other emails right now until I get that all figured out. You could text me. You could tell me I'm stupid. You could tell me you love me. You could tell me I'm beautiful. Uh, it is uh, this human experience every Tuesday from 4 to 6. My name is Eric Way Lupus. And we will see you next week.
need to be coy, Roy. You just listen to me. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. She said, it grieves me so to see you in such pain. I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again. I said, I appreciate that. And would you please explain about the 50 ways? She said, why don't we both just sleep on it tonight? And I believe in the morning you begin to see the light. And then she kissed me. I realized she probably was right There must be 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover You just slip out the back Jack Make a new plan, Sam You don't need to be coy, Roy Just get yourself free Or you hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key Yeah, that's Paul Simon off the uh, Still Crazy. Um, you know, we've done all that we can, but um, yeah, after all these years, Still Crazy. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Man, that is like a rock solid drum beat there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is stuff that, uh, you know, it wasn't just like play eight bars of this and then we'll just loop it. I mean, that guy was like playing that. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy. It's great. It's still crazy. Um, we're going back to the basement. Uh, Vincent Capolupo. Capolupo. That's what I'm saying. Capolupo. Out of Minneapolis. Now, Minneapolis, man, representing. It's very, uh, I'm impressed. You know, I put the thing in there. I got like at least three, I think, from Minneapolis. So, very good. Um, this is Ordinary Day, I believe, from the uh, Vincent's uh, song catalog. Vincent Capolupo, C-A-P-O-L-U-P-O, out of Minneapolis. Uh, if you dig this, it's on SoundCloud, and I got that up. Oh, come on, come on, man. Oh, no. Don't... All right, it wants me to join. How do I get out of this now? <laughs> Vincent, help me. All right, hold on. Um, we're hitting, are we, we got it? Here we go.
favorite songs i want to play it out that's what i want to do so here we go mk i want you to specifically remember a night that i came to your door and you opened it yeah Just like our relationship. God, I love you so much. Salange. Ina, thishumanx at gmail.com.
Yeah, that's uh, the Elman Brothers, Melissa. That's just a beautiful song, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think so. You may think it's not so beautiful or maybe too beautiful. Um, I like it. I think that's, uh, I don't know. I think that's, yeah, anyway, I'm going to get into the, uh, the muddlingness of it all. Um, going back to the basement, I want to hustle up here because we're running out of time and I got a, uh, you know, three or four more, uh, contributors we want to get to. This is Scott one, two, three, another Minneapolis and, 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 and uh, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm hoping this works because this, this is a foreign one to me. So I'm clicking on it and a screen comes up with a, with a play icon. So I'm going to hit the play icon and then it, oh man, it said it, I can't do it. Um, yeah, this, uh, it says loading shit. Excuse me. Pardon my, uh, my French there. Um, it says loading. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it could be like a big file. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I like the links works, but files, if they're small files, they'll work, but the big ones, this is just, our network here is just so, so weak. All right, so we're going to do this. Yeah, that's X off of uh, Los Angeles Soul Kitchen. 
yeah, that's a good rendition of that one. We're going back to the basement. This is Artemis Arc Archetype. Artemis Archetype by, uh, oh, all right, all right, so there's, there's a whole like layer here. This is uh, Paradigm and Time, if you dig this. Look for them on Bandcamp, Paradigm and Time. This is Artemis slash Archetype. And uh, hopefully it's the dots are spinning. That's a good sign. for you to do is to go running. To go out running as fast as you can on a plane, on a cliff, and throw it into the sea like the fool! <laughs>
die They send my friends away To mansions cold and grey To the far side of town Where the thin men stalk the streets While the signs stay underground Day after day They tell me I can go They tell me I can blow To the far side of town Where it's pointless to be high Cause it's such a long way down So I tell them that I can fly I will scream I will break my arm I will do me harm Here I stand Foot in hand Talking to my wall I'm not quite right at all
Yeah, that's David Bowie off the Man Who Sold the World Record. Um, All the Mad Men is that one. Uh, that's off that that new uh, that new beautiful fresh copy that I have that I will be uh, visiting often, often, <laughs> often as well. Um, this is um, Elliot 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 B on Bandcamp. If you dig this. Um, this song is called, uh, this is from the Just For Fun record, and this song is called How To Save A Fridge. This is Elliot, another one from Minneapolis. My God, it's the winters, man. You know, it's, it is, it's the winters.
my friends. Who lives there? 
once was a true love mine Yeah, that's Bob Dylan, uh, chubby little Minnesota kid himself. Um, uh, Girl from the North Country off his freewheeling, freewheeling record. Going back to the basement, Mario Cortez out of Oakland, California. Mario Cortez, if you dig this, this is Standing on a Corner is the name of the song. And we're hoping for the best. Never resting, he must be 
Yeah, that's Jethro Tull off the War Child record, and that was uh, New Day. Um, short one in there, we're kind of on time. Ukulele Jim. All right, now, let me tell you, uh, uh, don't let the name fool you. Ukulele Jim is no novelty act, I'm telling you. Music lovers of all ages will enjoy these catchy, um, uh, emotive songs that bridge the gaps between pop, rock, country, and folk music. Uh, call it Cali Folk with an island vibe. All right, we can call it that. Uh, I'm Ready is the name of this. This is Ukulele Jim. Um, come on, man. You gonna get good to me? Here we go. We got the dots circulating. Well, I'm ready. Ben Bughouse Square. Um, I want to thank the contributors, man. That was a real solid group tonight. Um, uh, we'll be back next week. This is Muni Radio, 21st in Florida. Come down, check it out. This is uh, the fall here and uh, Bughouse Square. So uh, have a good night and a uh, good week. Talk to you.
across the border, but I got pulled over by the forest marshal on the forest line. I was in the wrong, I know I was too far gone. I was burning 95 in a 45 zone, thinking something stupid, knowing that it shouldn't. When I probably really should have stayed home. Like a yoga position Like in order to spit it dope You gotta have a criminal past and similar to the cast The different strokes Me and my people break bread Sit and smoke The conversation rich But that depend on What you consider broke I draw on anything for inspiration A fond memory A piece of paper Walls in a train station It's just an old school like that Roll that rap over souls like that just tell them old school like that Roll that rap over soul loops like that Old school, y'all It's just tell them old school like that Keep it Roll that rap over soul loops like that I'm old school, y'all It's just tell them old school like that Roll that rap over soul loops like that Yeah, now we'll be right back After these messages, fellas Grab your nutsacks, you squeeze your breasts When all that grown is still funny Like going to the store on your own with rainbow money Since then had an insane flow, sonny Walking to the corner, rhyming in the rain Nose runny, break dancing, maybe 10 bummy is when sub rock would run up handspring arabian summy ooey like a hong kong fooey kick or a weekend afternoon karate movie flick slept good no justice no peace woody kept it hoodie never discussed it with police shot the fair when nobody ran to get the gal felt they had to put it up in their raps to set it fat and since when lyrical skills had to do with killing the cat what type of chitlins is that the super villain has the bat hydratonic whoever willing to ride provide raw chronic it's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that. Old school, y'all. It's just that I'm old school like that. Keep it roll that rap over souls like that. Old school, y'all. It's just that I'm old school like that. Roll that rap over souls like that.
calling me all the time like Blondie Check out my Chrissy behind, it's fine all of the time Like sex on the peaches What else is in the teachers of peaches? Huh, what?
Crazy Pothead's gonna come up with next. Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well sage shine makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman and welcome uh, here on MutinyRadio.fm, PSCRcollective.org. Absolutely. And uh, my, I'm with here Pam uh, Benjamin. How are you doing Mike Spiegelman? I'm doing well and I just want to welcome everybody to our second episode of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube together live with, with Mike, Mike Spiegelman. Spiegelman. And our special guest, Pam, Pam Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, Pam Benjamin. Good stuff, Mike Good. Spiegelman. Pam, uh, Mike Spiegelman of the Layover, other fame. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I would like to be known as. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I do run a show over in Oakland uh, at the bar called The Layover. So if you're ever in Oakland, go to the bar called The Layover. And you've been doing that for like six years now. Six and a half years. Yeah, but six I, and a half you know, years. I don't, I don't really, Who's counting? I don't really bring it up when, when I have the opportunity. <laughs> six and a half years, yeah. Is that longer than your marriage, or is that the same amount of time? Less? No, my marriage has been going on. Uh, it's approaching 11 years. Wow! Yeah, so... Congratulations. Thank you. That's exciting. It's not uh, Father's Day, by the way. 
It's not Father's it's Day. Not I thought Father's today Day. was Father's Day. No, mm-hmm. it's Father's Day show. I guess that's next week will be Father's Day. Uh, anyway, so we are. Uh, the show is called. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube together, live with Mike Spiegelman and Pam Benjamin. Hey. And uh, the idea is that we are going to watch a full-length movie selected from YouTube, uh, and we're going to watch it in real time. Uh, if you have the podcast, go ahead to go to YouTube, and that's available on your phone. On yeah, computer, on your tablet. On your tablet. Yeah, uh, your kids have it. Everywhere. Do you, I have my Nintendo DS, 3DS has it. Uh, my my uh, video game machines, PlayStation Three has it. Everything has YouTube. My yeah. brain has YouTube. So yeah, go go to Pam Benjamin's brain, <laughs> and go to YouTube. So we are uh, dipping into the Paramount Vault mm. uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so if you go type in Paramount Vault with the movie uh, we're gonna watch. It's Masters of the Universe. I'm really excited. Yeah. I was actually uh, I used to be a camp counselor, and my name was Shira. Oh, yeah. the whole camp for the whole summer? But yeah, the whole summer. I worked in a sleepover, a sleepaway camp where you weren't allowed to use your real names. I don't know why, uh, as an adult, but you'd even even the even the counselors would call each other by their everyone called me Shira all summer. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, I worked with a person named Treetop. Oh. <laughs> I never uh, knew her real name, but she was Treetop. Her name was Treetop. Yeah, everyone called her Treetop. All the kids, all the counselors, everybody. Oh. There's wow. an Elmo, there was a super grover. This is just a horrible story. I was She-Ra. It goes with the Masters of the Universe. And the thing was, the kids at that time, they didn't know what the Masters of the Universe were. Oh, yes. They they were like, She-Ra? What does that even mean? What about the kids? Were the kids able to use their real name? Yeah, the kids used their real name. But I think that they wanted anonymity with the counselors. So it would be like, you go to sleepaway camp, and you had your your daughters. sleepaway camp. It was sleepaway camp. So I had them for an entire week. They never knew my real name. They only knew me as She-Ra for the entire summer. But what about the camp counselors? Did they know that you were Pam? If nobody called me Pam. They just called me Shira. Oh. And it was at a Christian camp, so you'd be praying and stuff, and you'd oh. be like, "Dear God, I hope that Shira's cabin doesn't suck yeah. this this week or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> Please, dear God, may treetop, uh, tree trunks, uh, cabin wind tomorrow's marathon. Right. The, uh, oh, by the way, today was the uh, San Francisco triathlon. Uh, healthy people. Marathon. Yeah, that was. Uh, you wait in line for brunch, then you eat brunch. Hmm. And then you wait in line for coffee. Right. That's yeah. the San Francisco Marathon. Very funny. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I will, so we are going to do Masters of the Universe from the 80s. Uh, this is, with, of course, with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, as you can hear me pounding away. What do I Safari, is it? I don't know what Safari is. Okay. So go ahead to uh, YouTube. I won't read out the number, but uh, we are going to press play on Masters of the Universe. It's available on the YouTube channel. The Paramount Vault. Go to the Paramount uh, Vault. 50, 50 movies, full length. Full length. And now, uh, of course, there'll be commercials popping up. Oh, this one is closed captioning, which is what we prefer. Uh, we're not going to be listening to the sound, or us personally, but... Uh, you can. Oh, uh, yeah. If yeah, you want. If you you should be listening to this, though. All right, so we're going to sync up together. So I'm going to go ahead and press play, and hopefully an ad will play. So I have this pause at zero, colon, zero, zero. Because we love ads. Here comes the play. MutinyRadio.fm. Oh, it's right. oh, starting right away. Starts immediately. So we're going to go full screen. Yeah. Uh, sign of quality, Canon, timeless. Yeah. So they went bankrupt. We're, we're going into the uh, Matrix. They just Ooh. broke it apart for us. These guys are really classy. Golden Globus production. I like that two-tone on the... Uh, these these fonts it looks like it's a ooh, solid ooh. gold. Yeah, they they made that little shimmer too happen. Yeah. Look at there's the shimmer. They must have been six nice. million dollars on it. Dolph Lundgren. Amazing. Yeah. Is this before or 
before or after um, the Rocky movie? It's got to be after, right? Uh, yeah, because before he would be like six bills. Uh, oh, here's some plot point. Castle Grayskull. We yeah, all know about Castle know. Grayskull. That's where Nancy Pelosi lives with her twin uh, brother, <laughs> Skeletor. No, no, no. That's where Danielle Steele lives. <laughs> that's at the top of the hill yeah. there. Yeah, yeah Grayskull. <laughs> Grayskull at the top of the mountain next uh, to the beautiful park. People get the, those two mixed up. So here's the kind of plot point, but we're all fans of He-Man. We know this here, the story of He-Man is obvious. Oh, ooh, look ooh. at that. Oh, oh rainbow sparkles. I have a pair of shoes, the sneakers that color, and they're collectible, so I hang them on my wall. Starring Billy Barty. I don't know who that is. He, you'll, you'll recognize. These are him. all really great, like fake names, though. John Cipher. These are all Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. She's what a, a real fake person. Name. <laughs> the fake name, though. James Tolkien. He was uh, the principal in Back to the Future. Chelsea Field, another another Chelsea nobody. Chelsea Field, that's where I used to play soccer. <laughs> Robert Duncan Mitchell. Oh, Chrissy Pickles. That is not a real Christina name. Christina Pickles. That's gotta be a I love one. Christina Pickles. Oh, my sandwich. Evelyn. Bill Christina Pickles. Chris Pickles. Wow. At least, you know, she doesn't use an initial because no one else in the Screen Actor Guild signed up their names as Christina Pickles. Well, she was the only one. Your real name is Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Actually, it's uh, Mike Pickles, and I had to change it to Spiegelman because the kids would mock me. So I'm wondering if you were going to be uh, have to change your name for Hollywood to be or to be a famous comedian. What would you change your name to? If well, said? first off, to be a famous comedian, I've got a time machine and go back 25 years, start <laughs> over. Uh, but I, the first thing I would do 25 years ago is I would, would have two first names, ah. which is the classic. Like think of all your favorite comedians. It's always two names. So Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin. Have a Steve Martin. Dane Cook. D- you don't have a person named Cook. And nobody likes Dan Cook except me. That's okay. Well, what about like, uh, I don't know, Dave Anthony? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. The, the most obscure guy I can think of. But the point is, is that uh, I'll be... Okay, this is way too much like Star Wars. They oh, the have 50 Darth Vaders standing there with guns. Look at oh. those. Those are all Darth Vaders. These are like Darth stuntmen Vader, Darth breaking Vader, their Darth bones. Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. The probably Golden Globus had him like dressed as gladiators like a 20 minutes beforehand for another movie. Right, run over to the science fiction one and put your helmet on. It's the same outfit. Actually, they were in a Nazi film ahead of time, and then they just put the helmet on. They're fine. That was the only thing Hasbro agreed to, like just bring up the fear. <laughs> bring up the fear. <laughs> More Nazis. They're so scary. They're These are all Hasbro executives in the background, like making sure their property is intellectual property is played right. <laughs> the, kind of, yeah. The intellectual. Pro- I mean, I was a huge. This is right in my age range when I was a kid watching cartoons. I watched Masters of the Universe. I watched. I mean, it was what 1984, 85. So I was in like fourth and fifth grade. It's like think, right in my wheelhouse. I think uh, He Man Masters in the Universe was from 1979 to 1986, and then they did She Ra from 1986, and then they said, you know, we're we're not interested in this idea anymore. Everything shut down. So yeah. There you go. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, because let's see, and I graduated from junior high in 1988, so it was still, I'd probably still be watching cartoons. I still watch cartoons now. I don't give a fuck. Do you watch them on Netflix, on Hulu? I've recently been watching 
truly outrageous, truly, truly, truly outrageous gem. I've been rewatching the gems that just came out. On the gem movies are so good. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I've just been watching the old videos, and boy, are they terrible. I'm like, this is what I was raised on? Oh, man. There is a uh, Dark Knight comics, I think, or a Dark, Dark Horse. Uh, they have a collection of He-Man uh, and the Masters of the Universe comics, which I took. I checked out from the library, and it's the complete edition of these comic books that were printed in Mexico that had the adventures uh, of uh, He-Man. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, if we're syncing up, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're watching a movie together. You can feel free to give us a call if you're listening to this live at 415-550-0511. Pam, Benjamin, and myself, Mike Spiegelman, are watching. We are approaching the five-minute mark of a full-length movie here on YouTube. This is our first, uh, this is some really great special effects happening. Uh, Skeletor <laughs> yeah, don't, don't projecting himself. Five, we're on five minutes, 5.02 right now, if you're synced up with us. And, uh, and he's saying uh, the droids, are not, these are not the droids you're looking for. It's holograms. This is like watching CNN News. They got the hologram up there. What's the, what is your election prediction? Right. I say Skeletor for the win. Uh, but the thing I appreciate about Skeletor is he doesn't have hair and he's not wearing a hairpiece. So I'm really impressed with that. Uh, oh. As opposed to other um, pedant, uh, political uh, cam- campaign people right you now know, that might that, have fake hair and might not be able to say, you know what, I am a skull and I am bald and that's okay. The words no budget comes in mind. <laughs> <laughs> when, when it came to choices like that. Uh, <laughs> Look at his. He has bigger boobies than I do. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph wow, Lundgren, you got to yeah. give it to him. He's, he's like a C-cup right there. You know he's hung like a horse. You as, know. As I, Hollywood legends go. Is that is that a thing that they say? Yeah, that is a thing that uh, that they say about his Is thing. that in the, the, the 1985 blogs before the... When, that was in Spy Magazine, which was the 1985 blogs before <laughs> the... Uh, that's absolutely true. Before the internet, there was Spy Magazine, and they did talk about his memoir. So this is unlike Conan because he has a gun. So he has a sword like Conan. Yeah. Uh, this is like Kroll, where they got like lasers. Oh, I love Kroll. Oh my God, Kroll is one of my favorite movies of all time. Best video game of all time. I didn't know there was a video game for Kroll. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Though, I love that weird little star. I started throwing. We actually came into San Francisco when I think I was like in fourth grade and we went to Chinatown and my brother distracted my parents so that I could buy a throwing star because oh. of Kroll. And so I would go. That's insane. We would go to the garage and we had this one wall and we'd throw these throwing stars at the wall and pretend that we were like in the Kroll world. Except that I wasn't like the princess. I was like trying to save the princess with the throwing Did stars. You, like, so you guys like distracted your parents to Chinatown, mm-hmm. bought some Kroll nunchucks yeah. or whatever they no, were. No, the, the throwing stars. So, so, I'm sorry. Nunchucks sorry, are sorry. like the... And then you like put them in your jacket mm-hmm. and then sat in the back seat of your parents' car. Absolutely. Drove back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then went into the garage and <laughs> threw them at the wall incessantly without them knowing. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Speaking of painful, they have just caught a leprechaun if you're watching this movie. Oh, oh, oh boy. He's actually... Is it, um, it's got to be the only, uh, is it Warwick Davis? No, this is Billy Barty. Oh, okay. This is Billy Barty. Dang it. I, was, uh, I thought I mean, Warwick was the only one they've ever used. Oh, no, no, no. According Billy, to him, he's Billy, the only one who's ever been in any movies. Uh, Billy Barty has been in, I guess, a thousand movies. Ooh. At least. Baron von Munchausen, I'm sure. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tiny people. What's the one where the seven dwarfs are running around? Not Snow White, but Under the Rainbow, which is full length movie available on YouTube. <laughs> right. It is actually. I've watched the entire thing on YouTube. People the whole point of this podcast is that you listen to this as a podcast or listen to this live or listen to the sync with the movie or don't listen to the sync, but uh definitely pick up the uh RSS feed and, and listen on, every on week. however you listen. This is happening every week. Uh, oh. Except for Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, we'll, we'll do, we'll do it different. Day. Maybe we'll do it again. No, we'll do Father's Day. We'll keep no, this. we don't have to. We, your, your child is important. You should bring your child. You should watch it. You should bring a specific movie, and you should have your child guest. Come in here. Come in here and guest. Yeah, but Absolutely. then I won't be able to talk, uh, have to keep my humor. Right. Yeah. You, you have to keep it PG. I have to keep it, like, you know, puns and uh, Barbie doll related. <laughs> Does she watch the bar- the silly Barbie doll thing on Netflix? That's a terrible, terrible show. I have uh, Barbie's Dream House. It's awful. Uh, Don't no. let her watch it. It's terrible. No, Barbie has a couple DVD adventures where Oof. she's a ballerina, and she I don't know she's like someone she gets mistaken for a spy or something. I don't know the storylines, but <laughs> and like they go, where is the microfilm? It's hard for Barbie to dance on point because her boobs are so big that she'll fall over. It's just the oh, well, tiny well, feet and and uh, really top heavy. She's ballerina ring. I saw a live ballerina show at uh, Bravo Theater with a bunch of kids. It was cute. Right on. Friday, yeah. Your daughter's ballerina? Yeah, she was in there. She was good. Right on. All right, so uh, <clears throat> they're doing something with tuning forks or claws. So I actually don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Tila, we don't know who Tila is. She's like, she's hopefully she dies. They got you got to kill someone on page twenty. You know, what it's I mean? actually Tila Tequila. Yeah, ah. uh, right now apologizing on Twitter for the last tweet she wrote. <laughs> Tila Tequila is still a still a person out in the. She's a personage in the blogosphere. Oh, all you have she to exists. do is read her Twitter page for about oh. a, six posts, and you'll. She became famous because of Pants Off Dance Off. Did you know that? That's where she was first seen, was on Pants a show off. called Pants Off Dance I'm Off. I'm familiar with Pants Off Dance yeah. Off. Yeah. And then from that, it I got became... my style from that show. <laughs> so I'm not wearing pants. It's radio. You can, you can do it however you want. You could be wearing... It could be Sunday bathrobe drinking day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's basically Sunday bathrobe drinking day. Dolph Lundgren looks like he needs a drink. He looks pretty misty. He needs to... Let's get someone to dab his forehead. With no, I, they're shooting lasers in a cave. Now, the very principle of lasers is that it shoots at the speed of the light. So there's no absolute with lasers. Like, there's no, there's no wiggle room. Like, how do they, people keep dodging? I never understand these movies where, like, they create these weapons and they purchase these weapons and they always miss. I, I agree with this. If it's a laser, yeah, that's it's speed of light. You can't move out of the If it's already, if they've, Press the trigger, you're dead. Right. Right, because yeah. of physics and stuff, properties of physics. Right, so they're going to, like, just escape it. And um, why are they in some weird underground clubhouse? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Is it the Mickey Mouse clubhouse? Yeah. They, they also, well, oh, the little rascals are there. Buckwheat, get out of the... <laughs> I'll find the key. I thought it was going to be a microphone with this film. Really, the costumes aren't bad. This is a high-budget film. Costumes probably like cause everyone to get like skin cancer like thirty years later. <laughs> There's lead. <laughs> they wanted to make the armor really heavy. Oh my god! Where did they get this? Like storming the castle. The set. It's uh, great. They built it. They built it. They're like, okay, we want flaming columns, and we want some space lighting, and we want some. I uh, think they actually staircases. We need a lot of staircases in this movie. Is Paramount the same ones they put out um, Star Trek? Right. 
Sure. So yeah. this was actually probably an old Star Trek one, and they just put some flaming cauldrons and <laughs> changed the paint on it. And they're like, oh, Starship Enterprise, nothing. No, now it's the weird lair. The producers or, of Xanadu had a garage sale. Right. Like, oh, yeah, we'll take this. <laughs> Someone's going to roller skate around. <laughs> There's going to be a dance break <laughs> for like 20 minutes. Xanadu's a great film. Gene Kelly, killing it as an old man. Oh, that movie is terrible. It's great. There's a dance sequence in the middle that just, he's trying to bring it back to the old 50s and early 60s like films, I be, and it's so great. I bet so you great. don't realize this, but you probably watched a movie that the director of Xanadu directed called Outfoxed, a no. documentary of, excuse me, Fox News. I have not. And he's done other documentaries. He now does like documentaries about how Bush uh, is a bad president. You should check it out. Duh. <laughs> Like, did you know that our current president, Bush, he's like screwing the country? He's definitely eye-opening. I've, I've read a lot of books about, the, about how he stole that second election away from Al Gore and the sadness and... Well, people didn't want... Hanging chads. They didn't... It's, four and then, more years of uh, Clinton, so that's what happened. Except that so Al Gore invented the internet. Come on. He was a different guy. I think he was more <laughs> progressive than Clinton anyways. I know he didn't invent the internet. He was just in the Navy at the time and put a lot of funding toward it in the early 80s. That's all. So he didn't invent it. He just put funding toward it. Just like Skeletor. He put just a lot like of funding Skeletor. into the yeah, internet. Yeah, speaking of Al Gore. <laughs> so this is... For, uh, Skeletor for president, 2016. Skeletor, I don't know where they're hanging out. Like this, like interior, is so like roomy and has staircases and it's made of. They're wood. in. They're in Castle Grayskull. Oh, Castle Grayskull is beautiful. I want to. On the do, inside. Do, do they have like an Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of the eyes that outlooks this, the entire land. This is when I change my name so I can get like people think I'm Jewish when the guy can get into their house. Mike Grayskull. That's a good name. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mike Skull. <laughs> and I was looking to use your Airbnb at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, Skull doesn't sound Jewish. Come on in. Actually, Skull sounds hella Jewish. Skull seems. Well, high school. That's. That's actually uh, like Swedish. That's what they say when they cheers, cheers, chin, chin in like, you know, the Netherlands, the upper regions of the world. It's high school, not skull, but S-K-O-L. Neither here nor there. You're uh, here. Oh, here comes the laser beam. Duck, duck. And why would he have swords if he has laser beams? And so your sword can counteract a laser yeah, beam? Right. You would think that your sword would be cut in half by a laser beam. No, no. This it is wouldn't reflect at all. Science fiction sci- uh, fantasies of the 80s where you have like barbarians with lasers, sandals and lasers, is that the lasers get reflected. Uh, yeah, there by, you just did it. Yeah, by, by the swords. We'll, 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 are uh, they made of valerian steel? Like, how are they negating these they're lasers? They're made of valerian steel that negates <laughs> lasers. <laughs> it works against white walkers and lasers. Oh, everybody. This troll. Oh, oh, here's the tuning forks. He's got it. It's working. It's Forks. working. Some cartoon has a good diminutive character that looks cute as an animated form, and then the real-life version is Billy Bardian wearing some evil leprechaun, like half-baked leprechaun outfit. Yeah. Because it's, it's based on some He-Man cartoon character, and he's, his gun is like... And when does his... Uh, what's the name of his cat that he rides? Why hasn't he ridden his cat yet? His enormous oh. cat. His cat's name uh, Hamilton after the uh, play they saw. <laughs> the musical was really, they decided to name their cat after the musical. Could you imagine He-Man the musical? Masters of the Universe, the musical. Masters. 
Universe. Well, Masters of the Universe in the 80s also uh, took life of its own when it was used as the Wall Street uh, brokers who would uh, play fast and loose, the Gordon Geckos. Really? They were called the Masters of the Universe? Yeah, because they can make billions of dollars uh, just through insider trading or what have you. But that was like kind of a more positive, like, uh, boiler room aesthetic as a... a, so, you know, Masters of the Universe. The, in the movie and uh, the book, Bonfire and the Vanities, that's, uh-huh. that's the term is where it's coined. Uh, uh, Tom Wolfe called the Masters of the Universe. Tom Wolfe, great writer. Uh, uh, writer Master. of Masters of the Universe here, not so great. Not the best <laughs> writer I've ever... The writer was uh, John Cheever, uh, working uh, quickly. Oh, look, now the light has come, and it's... Look, they have... I thought that the... The ground was gray, but now it's a lovely. This is a weird kind marble. of tile marble yeah. that gray stone is made out of. It's more interesting than anything else in the movie. Some some really great set design and set painting. Oh, yeah, it's a commercial. Okay. And yeah. All right, sorry. There's yeah, a commercial. Well, commercial. So we're going to skip the video. Uh, you guys are it's listening. Skip ad right now. Let's do skip ad. Three, two, one. Skipped it together. Very nice. Right, so Give us a call. We, we have a buffering. Zero, zero five one one. We're at sixteen thirty nine. Here. There it goes. There we go. Starting 1640. Find them. Oh, here comes some blue lightning, vertical, uh, oh, horizontal and lightning. Why do all portals end up being round like that? They, uh, all portals uh, sort of for China look the Dentata, same. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary hole. It's very. <laughs> which way are you going? I guess that hole is for out only. And of course, the dwarf. In Almost drowns water. in a yeah. foot of water. Uh-huh, but it looks funny on screen. <laughs> Just like how you want to... It's how easy it is to drown a three-year-old in two inches of water. Don't do that. Watch it's your kids in the tub, everybody. Watch your kids in the tub. <laughs> Seriously. When you were When you had a baby, wasn't it scary when you put them in the tub and you're like, don't... If they fall over, they can drown. It's not scary. I'm just... I'm a nanny, so I'm always afraid of killing people's oh, children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you gotta use a garden hose. <laughs> Kids don't care about heat or cold. You just rose them off. Say so stop. Oh, oh wow! Oh, yeah. even had this. This is no CGI, so they actually had water inside the mask. That was another hundred thousand uh, dollar. Yeah, but poor Billy Barty, whoever's in there, has to like. Had to push some button and. Okay, we want you to wear this this suffocating mask. Then we're gonna duck your head into a pod, and then you're gonna uh, squirt out water from your ears from these uh, packets that will squeeze your head in. And and they they put all that weird silicone on his face. And do you remember the movie The Mask with um, uh, Jim, uh, the guy who has red hair and he's in every Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. And he was the lead character. And that makeup, like I guess, really messed up his face because it was in the eighties. And I'm wondering what happened to poor Billy Barty here with That's all of this yeah. crazy, like weird silicone stuff on his face. Well, I he, mean, he's he passed, trying. He's passed away. So oh yeah. yeah, that was probably the lead poisoning from that weird stuff. He's trying to keep it alive in the eyes, but it's difficult with all that stuff on him, and it's the ears that are. He he was found drowned in a pond. I didn't want to bring it up. He was what drowned no, in a pond? Is that how he? No, just he, like Poltergeist. He, take that back. he died in the. I take that back. And they're looking for something. Alien life form. They're all together. Where's Shira? Let me blast it. Oh, yeah, so... Schnarf? Nope, that's a different one. Schnarf is from uh, He-Man. No, Schnarf... Is Schnarf from He-Man? Yeah. No, Schnarf is from uh, Thundercats. Thunder, 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 thundercats. And Schnarf, meow! 
I hit a singularity where all these cartoons are the same at this point. They, 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 yeah, they were. Well, in the 80s, you were an adult, so you no, weren't... No, that's not true. I watched a lot of Inspector Gadget after school. Oh, Inspector Gadget is uh, great. Star Blasters or Star Blazers, the, the, the episodic, apocalyptic uh, Japanese cartoon. That was kind of fun. But, you know, I also watched uh, a lot of sitcoms or whatever when I came home. But I, I did watch some cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. How did you feel about Facts of Life? Well, you take the good and you, and you take the bad. <laughs> take them both and there you have. The Facts of Life. Yeah. The Facts of Life. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I like the Facts of Life. They went to Paris. I liked the... Uh, <laughs> They had George Clooney as a handyman. And, mm-hmm. and Ed, Sean, or uh, Aston, the other Aston, Sean Aston's brother. Oh, uh. The blonde Aston. Blonde Ash. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because he's his blonde ashy hair. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's Courtney Cox. Oh, yeah, there Courtney she Cox. Is. Ooh, public people. Look at the prices in the back. Coffee. 45 cents for coffee. Wow, well, yeah. So well, here we are in the real world. And, uh, oh, Jersey, right? They got fast food in Jersey. Oh, no, they're not in Jersey. They must be in Texas. Cor- New Jersey and Texas. Is this, this is Courtney's first role after her role in... Um, Leprechaun. When she was in Leprechaun? No. She was, I, I just remember the first thing she did was the Bruce Springsteen video. She was in the front oh, row right, of a sure. Bruce Springsteen video. And she looks about this age. She's young here, yeah. Well, the video games are vintage behind them, too. Yeah. Taking oh, over. they're talking oh, about yeah. a man and about a love. I guess it fails the Bechtel test. Right. right off the bat. It has anything to do with them as people? It's who they are in relationships to men. Yeah. yeah this is classic. Good. And right now, there. soon into the relationships with He Man. She has to get out good. some more 80s clothes. It's 80s night at a, at a party at, at Club 80s. I got to dress like I'm in the 80s. I, I miss feathered hair. And uh, when, she has the bangs where you, you take your bangs and you curl the top half one direction <laughs> and you curl the bottom half underneath and then you hairspray it and then you fluff it all together so that you have an enormous bangs situation happening up front it's what courtney cox is rocking right now yeah oh yeah it's like a, a poodle on her head and so is the guy uh it looks like he's been doing a lot of fluffing and feathering as well it's, well uh, maybe they're wearing masks as well <laughs> Just like every other actor in this movie. I got you what you want, a dire bucket of chicken. Thanks. I was hoping to get a chili dog or fries or hot dogs or shakes like the sign says. The sign says hot dogs and chili dogs. Isn't that redundant? (laughs) I feel so awkward on first dates. Thanks for the bucket of chicken. I'll eat it here in the van. Kevin, don't start that again. I'll sit in the back of the van. Do you like it when I eat a bucket of chicken in the van? God, that's In so the van, bad. they have the whole back of the van. See, the sign says chili fries, fries, hot dogs, and shakes. So and it's in an old, uh, that's, that's got to be an old wiener schnitzel that they used and uh, really yeah, appropriated for the purpose. Oh, that explains why there's no hamburger on the sign. And the fact that chili dogs and hot dogs are both on the sign. And I won't let it go, no, Pam, because <laughs> it's redundant. Why did you say chili and hot dogs or just hot dogs with chili? Maybe chili could be the second one. Chili could be on the side. You if just hot, say chili. Hot dogs. I say chili. burgers because I'm trying to be short. Chili. No, I say fries. Hot dogs, 
chili. No, wait, hang on. What I'm saying is the chili is, I, you could add chili to the fries. And you could add you chili, could add chili to, the, to the hamburger. Absolutely. You could add chili to the hot dog. Mm-hmm. It isn't like inclusive to the hot dogs by putting a chili dog and then hot if dog. If you have chili in the building, you can put it on anything. It doesn't have to be a chili dog. I'm, I hear you. So if that comes into a sign that says hot dogs, fries, chili dogs, no, chili dogs, fries, hot dogs, and shake, I'll be like, well, what about the chili? Can I put it on the fries? Can I get a chili shake? Like, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't apply. It's it. a different kind of chili. It's like a C H I L L Y. Don't you guys sell hamburgers like every normal place in America that sells hot dogs? And they'll be like, so that's just, that explains why they don't sell hamburgers. Is that it was a wiener schnitzel? It was a wiener schnitzel yeah. because it had a peaked roof. That's how you know. I know. I don't know. I mean, the long time I see wiener schnitzels are usually at the Museum of uh, Food Court. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look, they found the bucket of chicken. How did that... Tra- Wait a minute. Yeah, how did that chicken? I was Trans-dimensional chicken. <clears throat> Mm-mm, good chicken. Hey, what's this thing called diarrhea? Why, they put these foods on the little white sticks. No, they're rib bones. Oh. Are they all vegetarians? Why are they all so Yeah, scared? they're all vegetarian. Oh. All we've eaten before is cock. <laughs> what are they exactly? What are they eating in gray school land in yeah, the Masters of the Universe cock. land if they don't like? What does he man put in his mouth? Oh yeah, they eat like beets and shit. <laughs> I guess stains their fingertips. But how off. could how could he man be that big if they didn't eat meat? It's the beats, man. You know why? Because when you like pee, it looks like blood, and you go, "Oh my god!" I should consult the doctor. And the doctor would be like, "You know, you should really work out, here, man." And he man's like, "All right, I'll get my pecs going." Oh, so here we are in the real world at a gravestone because why not depress the fuck out of people? It was a plane crash. Those things just happen. Her parents conveniently died in a plane crash. Maybe if the plane didn't crash. The plane oh, crashed. this is going to be a story like in Gremlins when she's like, it was Christmas and my dad wanted to be Santa Claus <laughs> and then there was a rat. Let's watch Gremlins. <laughs> so you should tell the people why you chose this family-friendly movie anyways on this particular day. Of well, I mean, we're, we're recording this on July 10th and uh, it's just... Uh, the break- it's actually June 12th. <laughs> June 12th. But, yeah. All right, so we just got... When we woke up, there's been breaking news about one probably the worst massacre in American history. So we're playing a light movie. We're picking a kid's movie uh, just, to, just to acknowledge that, you know, we are grounded here and we're world and it's a tragedy and uh uh but we have a show so we're gonna keep the show going but yeah. it's for the kids but it's for the kids yeah so, so don't let your kids be afraid uh because what they should really be worried about is a machine made of tuning forks that can uh cause a, a rift in the universe so that you can tra- travel back and forth between time I should give a shout out that this movie is not appropriate for kids. Uh, just thirty years on, like the, just the whole view and the, and the violence engaged in it is really not for children. So just want to give you a heads up that we're playing a kids movie that I would not let any kids, kids watch. Would never watch this movie because it's way too slow. They can't handle like we've been in the same scene now for about ten seconds, and that's <laughs> way too much for them. They can't be like there's two people in a scene talking to each other with a tuning fork thing, and they there's no way that they would they need they need it to be fast 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 skeletor and explosion and blah, blah, blah. it's they, they don't want the story to progress but linguistically what story is going on is oh the, i have no i there's a trans-dimensional rift that's gonna i guess 
they're gonna go into the real world. That would be cool. They Skeletor make in the real Fox world. in this movie, like Teenage Ninja, uh, 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 Teenage Ninja. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. A great franchise. Continually puts out bizarre movies that become cult classics. Oh, this, I don't think any of their movies are cult classics. You I don't, don't think, think so? Any I don't of think the, people cry out, oh, hey, let's go see Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> I disagree. Um, my boyfriend is 31, and he's one of those late millennial types, and he loves Teenage Mutant 